0: This, oh yes, this is the mop-up for December 14th, 2023. I'm David Feldman. Thank you for finding me. Quick correction. On yesterday's program, I referred to the Unite the Right rally back in 2017, and I said it took place in Charleston, Virginia. I misspoke. I should have said Charlottesville, New Jersey, no, Charlottesville, Virginia. It took place in Charlottesville, Virginia, not Charleston, Virginia. I apologize to all the white supremacists who I offended. And thank you to all my listeners who caught that. You corrected me in the comments section, so thank you for that. Make sure to let me know what you're thinking in the comments section. Please like this episode. So I remain in your feed, subscribe to my newsletter, and of course, this channel. Joe Biden and Democrats want funding for the war in Ukraine. Republicans in the House want funding for the border. Biden and the Democrats don't want to do the border this year because Republicans are demanding cruelty directed at migrants the type of sadism Joe Biden specifically ran against in 2020. House Republicans, for the most part, don't want to do Ukraine because more than any are willing to admit are rooting for Putin. And the small number of Republicans who are rooting for Zelensky don't feel the sense of urgency that Joe Biden does. Joe Biden was never a master of the Senate, but he knows how it works. That's why it was his idea back in August to bundle the border with Ukraine. It was Biden who said, I know Republicans don't care about Ukraine, so let's give them more funding for the border as a grand compromise. He's the reason Ukraine right now is saddled to the border. But he's dreaming of another time when there was a Republican Party that was capable of horse trading. Find out what the other guy wants, then see if he'll give you what you want in exchange for you giving him what he wants. Those days are over. So we're closing in on the Christmas break. The House heads for the door tomorrow night. And when it comes to Ukraine, Republicans have the advantage over Biden. And why is that? Because Joe Biden really wants Ukraine more than Republicans want the border. And Biden and the Republicans know this because Republicans don't really care about the border bill. It's a manufactured crisis. Most Republicans, actually, are hoping Biden and the Democrats walk away from these negotiations so Republicans have something to run on in 2024. The border is the GOP's signature issue. It's who they are. But Ukraine isn't the Democratic Party's signature issue. Democrats don't define themselves through Ukraine— the way Republicans define themselves through all that xenophobia, racism, and cruelty tied up in border security politics. Ukraine is a genuine concern for the health of the world order. It's what responsible leaders care care about. And that puts Joe Biden at a Distinct disadvantage when it comes to negotiating with the Republicans. He can't walk away, but Republicans can. He, from a moral standpoint, has to do Ukraine. So he's offering concessions on the border right now to get Ukraine. And this is exactly where Republicans want him. They want Biden to cave on the border. Republicans figure, politically speaking, that Latino voters will abandon Biden if he caves on the border, the same way Arab voters, especially in Michigan, a swing state, are abandoning Biden because of his unwavering support for Israel. Republicans aren't hoping to win over these disaffected Latino and Arab voters who are disenchanted. With Joe Biden, Republicans are just hoping to get them to stay home on Election Day. Close to 40 percent of Latino voters went with Trump in 2020. Republicans will never win over the Latino voters who went for Biden in 2020. But if they somehow force Biden to concede on the border, Republicans could possibly end up splitting the Latino vote with Democrats right down the middle next year. It's a form of voter suppression. You get Joe Biden to cave on the border bill, it suppresses the Latino vote for Joe Biden. They just don't, they won't come out and vote for anybody. Republicans have been stupid on abortion politics. They've been outmaneuvered by the Democrats. But when it comes to the border and immigration Republicans always seem to get the better of the Democrats because Democrats actually take border issues seriously while Republicans just see the border as a surefire vehicle for fundraising and scoring cheap political points. So, assuming these are good-faith negotiations with Republicans— And there's no guarantee of that. What would Joe Biden tomorrow have to agree to in order to get Republicans to give him funding for Ukraine? And by the way, just so we're clear here, Republicans really lose nothing voting to fund Ukraine. Democrats will lose everything caving on the border but Republicans lose really nothing funding Ukraine except the secret donations from Vladimir Putin, which, you know, is nothing to sneeze at. But uh, there there is a small number of Republican voters who are pro-Putin. But there isn't a pro-Putin voting bloc in the United States the same way there are millions and millions of Latino voters. Democrats have a lot more to lose politically in this border Ukraine stalemate. And the Hispanic caucus is furious with Biden this week because they are being kept out of the loop on these negotiations. Democratic Congresswoman Delia Ramirez of Illinois said today, we shouldn't be scapegoating immigrant lives over our supplemental She, by the way, is married to a DACA recipient, a dreamer whose status is still up in the air. The Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals immigration policy. It started under Obama and the ones who are part of it, uh, it's a success. In Los Angeles, dreamers are starting to graduate from the academy and are, are joining the Los Angeles police force. This is a big issue in California, but it's a solid blue state. This is Senator Alex Padilla of California, and he said, we are deeply concerned that the president would consider advancing Trump-era immigration policies that Democrats fought so hard against and that he himself campaigned against in exchange for aid to our allies that Republicans already support. So... In order to get funding for Ukraine, this is what the Republicans are demanding. Biden must agree to many, many concessions on the border, like a safe third country travel ban, which is exactly what Donald Trump and his homunculus of a sidekick, Stephen Miller, want. What is a safe third country travel ban? Well... Migrants from Haiti or from Central America don't come to the American border, to the United States border first. They travel through other countries, especially Mexico. A safe third country travel ban would demand that migrants apply for asylum in Mexico first or one of the other countries they passed through before reaching the United States border. If and only if the third country, like Mexico, denies them asylum, then and only then would the migrants be allowed to apply for asylum here at the border in the United States. This is grossly unfair, and I don't think even with all these Trump appointees it would still hold up in the courts, because it's unfair. The migrants are heading to America They are seeking asylum in the United States. They are risking their lives to live in the United States, not Mexico. There are international laws regarding how we grant and don't grant asylum. So the other border concession Republicans want from Biden is to start fast-tracking deportations. Right now, fast-tracking deportations are only at... The border. Border patrol agents can grab a migrant just as they're entering the country and then turn them right back around, send them home without any real due process, no asylum hearing. This is what Trump, Stephen Miller, and Republicans want. It's what Trump is running on. He's promising to extend fast-track deportations beyond the border. This is what the Republicans want from Joe Biden to agree to fast track deportations beyond the border, have them take place all over the country, permitting ICE to round up millions of undocumented Americans and ship them out of the country without any judicial hearings, without any due process. This violates international law. It would mean millions of people who have been in the United States for years, possibly decades, could be legally thrown out of here, separated from their children, their wives or husbands. They would be sent to countries they no longer recognize. It would be like David Feldman getting thrown out of Manhattan and forced to live back in Englewood, New Jersey again. That's how bad it is. This would give way too much authority to ICE, which is already turned into an instrument of cruelty and should be defunded instead of given more power. Republicans also want this from Biden. This is what they're asking. This is what they're demanding. They want to put an end to what is called humanitarian parole. What is humanitarian parole? It allows migrants who made it here, who got into this country, to be assigned court dates. This is what humanitarian parole is, and this is what they want to get rid of. If you, if you made it inside the United States, you're placed on parole, and you're assigned a court date with our immigration courts. But with humanitarian parole, you're allowed to live in the United States, You don't get sent back. You're not detained. You're usually picked up by a relative. Studies show that nearly every migrant who is granted humanitarian parole shows up for their court dates and is more than grateful to be absorbed into the immigration system. But Republicans don't want these migrants absorbed into the system or our country. They want them to be detained. They don't want humanitarian parole. They want them detained. The Republicans want all migrants, all migrant families to be detained permanently or until their immigration status is resolved in the courts, which, because the courts are backlogged, are keeping migrants on wait lists that take years to process. Republicans want this because it's cruel and because ICE detention camps are usually for profit private prisons, which are a growing industry here in the United States, a growing industry that donates only to Republican candidates. Detaining more migrants doesn't just bring these private prisons millions in government contracts. Migrants being detained behind bars are also a source of free, not cheap, free labor that can be loaned out to corporations for a fee that gets paid to the for-profit prisons. Republicans will also want Biden to agree on a more stringent threshold when it comes to granting migrants asylum. In other words, asylum under the Republican plan would never be granted to anyone sneaking into the country, somebody crossing the Rio. Migrants would only qualify for asylum if they tried to enter the country through legal ports of entry. So basically, nobody's getting asylum. If Joe Biden this week caves on the border bill to get Ukraine— If he caves on these border demands, he would be agreeing to an industrial scale humanitarian disaster just so he could fund another humanitarian disaster in Ukraine. Plus, he would be signing his own political death warrant. Agreeing to this level of cruelty is not Clinton-esque triangulation. Bill Clinton destroyed welfare to win over Republicans for his re-election. He, Dick Morris said, you got to prove that you can be just as hateful as the Republicans to beat Bob Dole. So, you know, that's what uh, Clinton did with, with uh, welfare. But Biden, I think, I may, I may be getting, actually, I got to check the dates on that. I know he triangulated to beat Bob Dole to get reelected. I know he did some nasty uh, conservative things. I think he gutted welfare in order to get reelected. I don't think it was after. Yeah, I think it was I think it was after Gingrich took the house in 94. Let me know in the comments section. I'm sure it's another thing I got wrong. Uh, Anyway, this isn't triangulation. This isn't uh, proving that, you know, you're not going to get reelected, proving that you can be just as mean as the Republicans. Biden isn't going to take any wind out of Donald Trump's sails by taking credit for tough border policies. All it's going to do is make Stephen Miller nastier. It's going to make him come up with something even more sadistic to do to migrants, it would be political suicide for Joe Biden to agree to any of these inhumane border policies. But, but he wants funding for, for Ukraine and he feels cornered. Now, despite Ukrainian President Zelensky's visit to Washington yesterday, there has been little appetite for from Republicans to separate Ukraine's $66 billion emergency supplemental from a border bill. Last week, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer took a test vote on a $110 billion funding bill for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, plus a little for the border. And Republicans in the Senate, including Mitch McConnell, who's been pretty strong on Ukraine, they all marched in lockstep they rejected it. They made it abundantly clear that unless they get major concessions on the border, Ukraine is a non-starter. So after that test vote was rejected, negotiations in the Senate on a border bill began taking place between Democratic Senator Chris Murphy and Republican Senator James Lankford and Kirsten Cinema who's now an independent. Uh, She played a minor role in the border negotiations as well. But Lankford said that uh, there was no chance anything could be worked out in enough time before the winter recess, which would mean no new funding for Ukraine until sometime next year. And that's something Joe Biden just can't have. He needs to get funding to Zelensky by December 31st. Senate Republicans on Monday said Biden needed to step up. They said he needs to take a more active role and lead these negotiations because it was his idea to bundle Ukraine with a border bill. So on Tuesday, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas sat down with representatives from the offices of Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell. But those talks are meaningless. Talking with the Senate is meaningless because the real negotiations need to take place with House Republicans. When it comes to Ukraine and the border, even Senate Republicans have to negotiate with House Republicans. Up until late last week, McConnell and a good number of Republicans in the Senate were stressing the immediacy, the urgency of funding Ukraine. They were putting it separate from and more important than border security. That was in the Senate. But House Republicans, under the leadership of Speaker Mike Johnson, they, they insisted that Ukraine and the border must remain inextricably linked or no emergency supplemental will make its way through the House. Late Tuesday night and Wednesday, President Biden began to hint that he was willing to compromise on the border if it meant he could get his Ukraine funding. I don't think this is going to happen. CBS News is reporting that Biden hinted he was open to fast-tracking deportations. He was willing to invest way more authority and power in ICE, allowing them to send migrants and undocumented immigrants home with little to zero court hearings. There's even a hint that Biden is willing to raise the threshold migrants would have to pass in order to be granted political asylum. But, again, this is precisely the type of cruelty Joe Biden campaigned against in 2020. So Biden, right now, is trying to decide if it's worth it in order to fund the war in Ukraine. Now, I don't know anything, but this is what I think is probably going to happen. I think Republicans will extract as many border concessions they can from Biden this week. And then at the last minute walk away, because no matter what Biden gives them on the border, it could never, ever be enough. The border, the migrant crisis, this fictitious crisis, is the Republican Party's signature issue. And anything short of the Democratic Party's total capitulation on the border would be viewed on the right as letting the side down. We see this on the Republican Party's other signature issue, abortion. There is no compromise. There is no incrementalism. Republicans will not stop until they get it all And anything short of getting it all is cowardice. When it comes to Ukraine, vis-a-vis the border, Biden and the Democrats look like they've been outmaneuvered by Republicans. The Democrats have outmaneuvered Republicans when it comes to abortion. Republicans have outmaneuvered the Democrats when it comes to the border. That's because Republicans have never let up on immigration, even more so than abortion. Immigration, the threat from migrants pouring over the border, that defines the Republican Party. And just enough low information voters and, of course, bigots are convinced that there is actually some sort of crisis At the border. Let me make this clear to you. There is no crisis at the border. Yes, the mayor of New York City is blaming the migrants for his budget crisis. There are reports here in New York City that the migrants are going to add $4 billion to New York City's expenses each year. That is a lie those numbers don't consider what the migrants add to the economy more importantly as i said earlier this week the washington post reported that cities like pittsburgh erie pennsylvania and dayton ohio say we'll we'll, we'll take the migrants you got migrants we'll take them there are hundreds of small to mid-sized cities around this country saying they need the migrants Topeka, Kansas, is offering $15,000 to each migrant who has the proper paperwork. If you've got the proper paperwork and you're a migrant, Topeka, Kansas, will pay you $15,000 to move there and get to work. I'm a broken record on this, but America needs the migrants because we have a shortage of workers And a shortage of workers keeps our economy from growing and threatens the sustainability of our social safety net because not enough workers means not enough people paying into Medicare and Social Security. The only crisis at the border is an administrative one. Let me repeat this. The only crisis at the border is an administrative one. There has been a surge at the border with nearly 800,000 asylum claims so far this year, and that is a two-thirds increase over 2022. But we need these people. The problem is our immigration courts have a backlog that has tripled since 2017 with nearly 2 million cases still left unresolved. Why 2017? Because that's when Donald Trump tacked on $8 trillion to our national debt by giving tax cuts to the richest 1%. So we cut back processing Migrants at the border. The only crisis at the border is how America manages these these people. The crisis at the border is we're managing migrants on the cheap. If we hired more immigration judges, more social workers, and administrators, we could process these migrants faster and get them where they're desperately needed, places like Pittsburgh, Topeka, Kansas, Dayton, Ohio, and Erie, Pennsylvania. This is a crisis of competence and coordination. There's gold at the border. These migrants are gold. We just have to make sure the gold is distributed Properly. Instead, we have Texas Governor Greg Abbott putting the migrants on buses and sending them to overcrowded blue cities like New York, Los Angeles, or San Francisco, where the leaders there don't know what to do with the migrants because they don't know what to do with themselves. Abbott is sending migrants to where the homeless are, where it costs a million dollars a month to rent a studio apartment. But if Greg Abbott really cared about the migrants or the border, he would put them on buses to the hundreds of cities here in America that need the migrants. But Greg Abbott, like DeSantis, flying the migrants to Martha's Vineyard, they're not serious about this issue. They don't take the border. These two hateful bigots don't care about the border or the migrants. The migrants to them are nothing more than political footballs to be tossed around and kicked. And this is where real leadership on the part of Joe Biden and the Democrats is so necessary. Biden right now Needs to bring to the White House the hundreds, if not thousands, of mayors of small to mid sized cities who are saying, Give me your migrants. Give me your poor and huddled masses. We need warm bodies. Please give us these migrants. If you haven't been paying attention, our economy is on fire. The stock market hit a record high on Wednesday, and inflation is almost at 2%, which means non-existent. And we have full employment. We have an unemployment rate that can't go above 4%. No matter how many times the Fed raises interest rates, they can't kick the unemployment rate up past 4%. When unemployment dips below 4%, Most economists agree that it's more than our economy can handle. Below 4% is considered inflationary. We're below 4%. We're at full employment. That's what the economists say. 4% is considered full employment. Now, I don't believe that. But if you're uh, from the Austria school, uh, Milton Friedman, Hayek, Chicago, or if you're the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, you believe it. And that's why economists from the Chicago school, if they they were honest in their convictions, right now they would be making the argument for taking these migrants in. And if you're a Keynesian, well, more migrants. That means the velocity of money increases exponentially. And that means the government starts collecting more revenue because they're working and paying taxes, which in turn lowers the budget deficit. And the lower budget deficit means less debt and less debt keeps our dollar strong. And by the way, what I just said is complete bullshit. I don't even know what I said because all economics is bullshit and you can frame it and mold it and bend it any way you want. That's why Stephen Moore has a career. An argument can be made from both sides of the economic spectrum to welcome these migrants into the country. Because the absolute truth, and this isn't horseshit, the absolute truth is the American economy needs these migrants at the border more than they need us. Let me repeat. The American people need these migrants more than the migrants need us. I suspect, with Joe Biden's numbers sinking, he's absolutely terrified by by how immigration is polling in the swing states. The latest numbers show that voters in the swing states believe solving immigration is more important than funding Ukraine. A new morning consult poll of eight swing states shows 68 percent of voters want border protection, but only 58 percent of voters in swing states want to deliver aid to Ukraine. Uh, But interestingly enough, a lot of those swing states are where the migrants are desperately needed. So Biden needs to go on offense here and reframe the conversation. Joe Biden keeps a bust of Bobby Kennedy in his Oval Office. Bobby Kennedy, in his later years, wouldn't give an inch Republican border policy. If Bobby Kennedy were president right now, he wouldn't give an inch on Republican border policy. He would take to the bully pulpit with soaring rhetoric about loving the migrants and telling the American people, teaching the American people that we need them Bobby would appeal, as Lincoln said, to the American people's better angels. If, as the song from The King and I says, you've got to be carefully taught to hate, you also need to be carefully taught to love. And that's where real leadership comes in. That's what Bobby Kennedy, in his later years, knew how to do. And that's why... They killed them. The migrants are not just a gift to our economy. They're also a gift to the American people. They're a gift to repair our spiritual malaise. We have a record number of suicides in this country. We hit a record this year, partly because of our mental health crisis, but also, I believe, because we don't know how to take care of one another, This country is dying to be good. We are dying to do good things. We're dying for an opportunity to be kind. But all we celebrate is cruelty or being tough or talking about how countries and homeowners have a right to stand their ground and defend themselves. Americans are desperate to help each other, but helping each other has been turned over to nonprofit 501c3s who make sure that helping people is a business. Charity is a business. They make it hard to help people in America because helping people has become somebody's job and you're not supposed to do somebody's job for free. And that's why this country is so broken. We don't know how to help one another. Nobody shows us, nobody facilitates the, 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 the ability to hook up with people in need and help each other. People are trying to do that. It's not that hopeless. But mostly we're told to shop, to eat, to consume. Don't worry about helping your neighbor. That's what the 501c3s are for. That's what nonprofits are for. The migrants offer us, or at least the Democrats, a golden opportunity to pivot, to change the conversation for real leadership. I say let Fox News and the Republicans demonize the migrants. Give them the hate demographic, all of it give all the hateful voters to the Republicans because the Democrats won't win back the House or the White House by punishing migrants just a little bit less than Republicans do. You don't win elections. You don't win landslides telling the American people, vote for us because we're a little less sadistic than Trump. You win elections by changing the framework of the conversation. You make this about love versus hate. When I see the migrants, I see my grandparents. That's my Ancestry.com. When I look at the migrants, that's my 23 me. I look at the migrants and I think, so that's what my grandparents look like. That's why they voted in every election. <clears throat> That's why my grandfather refused to take his World War I pension. That's why my father told me, if I don't pay my taxes, go find another dad. When I look at these migrants, I see America's past and its future. This country is dying. We are losing oxygen. Check the census projections. In 10 years, there are going to be a lot less of us unless we take these people in. And yes, it costs money to get these people on their feet. The same way it costs money to get my idiot grandparents on their feet. But when my grandparents arrived, this country understood that getting my idiot grandparents on their feet was an investment. And then my grandparents were sent where they were needed. This is always and still is a big country. There's a lot of land and a lot of work that still needs to get done. I'm not moving to Topeka, Kansas, no matter how much they pay me. Let the migrants live in that shithole. If they're willing to pay you to move to Topeka, Kansas, move the migrants to Topeka. My grandparents moved to Cleveland and New Jersey because that's where the work was, and they were stupid immigrants who didn't know any better. They thought Cleveland and Jersey were the new Jerusalem. What did they know? Now... It's a beautiful story about America that I tell about my grandparents, but there's only uh, there's a little problem with with my version of America. My grandparents were uh, Jewish, who were able to pass for white. The story of America is a little different for the Spanish speaking, the Chinese, and of course the blacks during their great migration. From the Jim Crow Crow south to the north. And that story gives us a key, a look into what's keeping us from embracing these migrants at the border and seeing them as the gifts they truly are. See, these migrants speak Spanish and they're brown. Stephen Miller, who is the author of so much of the Republican Party's immigration policy, subscribes to the Great Replacement Theory. He and the entire Republican Party believe that if immigration continues at the same pace and white people continue to have fewer and fewer babies, then in 10 years, white people will be outnumbered. This is why... You cannot separate the pro-life movement from the Great Replacement Theory. This is why you cannot separate the pro-life movement from racism. Republicans are against abortion because not enough white people are having babies. So the crisis at the border isn't immigrants coming to this country, bringing crime and draining our economy, That is a lie. They do not bring crime. They enrich the economy. The crisis Fox News and Republicans invented at the border is Spanish-speaking people of color wanting to move in next door to you. Now, I have been told all my adult life that you can't understand American history or politics until you grasp the stubborn stain of racism here in America. And I've countered with, but I'm a class reductionist. And my black friends say, that's because you think you're white. I still believe America ultimately is the story of class struggle. But I also have come to learn it's the story of bigotry Intolerance, racism, misogyny, homophobia, Islamophobia, and anti-Semitism. I left. If I left your group out, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get to everybody. Uh, that is the story of America. Uh, that story, the hatred, the xenophobia, the contempt, and fear of people who are different, the need to be sadistic, to punish the need to savor other people's suffering, that story is very much the story of the United States of America. And it is very much the story right now down on our southern border. Where is the leadership on this? Where are the politicians, the men and women of faith, who should be raking our souls over the fire until all of us see those migrants as both our grandparents and our grandchildren. They are our past and they are our future. They are our grandparents and our grandchildren. So I do not know how the Ukraine border stalemate plays out this week. Not going to make any predictions. Maybe Biden will surprise us tomorrow the way he did with the CHIPS Act or the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act. And he'll get both sides of the aisle to agree to fund the border bill and Ukraine. And we can celebrate Joe Biden as an old school master of the legislative process where everyone learns to compromise. But is that what we want If he succeeds, if he gets Ukraine by giving up his principles on immigration, what has he gained? More killing in Ukraine and more immigrant families destroyed, more more families held in for-profit detention centers and more power given to ICE, which, mark my words will serve as our next Republican president's palace guard, lurching us further towards fascism. I'm David Feldman, reminding you to stay strong and protect the weak. If you enjoyed any of this nonsense, please uh, share it with your friends. Uh, Please hit the like button so I remain in your feed. Uh, Thank you to the moderators who keep the conversation civil in our chat room. I think that covers everything. Thank you. I will uh, both subscribe to my newsletter and subscribe to this channel, please. Thank you. I'll see everybody tomorrow.